Hello, Hopper Nation. We are back. It's a Thursday, ready for another weekend of football. Seth, how are you doing? Chuck, I'm fantastic. We got college football, NFL football, college basketball this weekend. We got a bonanza of games. I'm, I'm excited to get after it with you. Yep, love it, love it. Um, so a couple housekeeping things. Um, you heard us in the middle of the week come out with a special episode of Hop the Hoops. We are back doing some college fo- basketball bets um, with Seth, so just keep an eye out for those coming out kind of sporadically um, as Seth has time to do some uh, deep diving into betting lines. And we'll keep trying to do the football podcast every week. I know we've been out the last couple weeks. We took an off week and then actually recorded a podcast that did not record or register. We had some technical difficulties there last week. So after a two-week hiatus, we're back um, to get some football bets. Uh, Try to post the Instagram that we, we had a winning week. We went 5-2-1 and one last week in our football bets, um, our best locks. So hopefully we can stay hot this week with some football bets. That's what we do. Stay hot like a fire in the holiday season. All right. Speaking of hot, I will get to the Jaeger bomb, which actually – Got its first tie last week with with Oregon uh, minus 14 against Wazoo. Um, They actually won by 14. That was a well-set line by Vegas. Um, But I'll get us started. I know me and Seth, we both like this game. um, But I'm going to use it as my Jaeger bomb as a six-point at least dog um, to cover and maybe win. It's six, two, and one this year with four-hour winners. I'm going to take Nebraska plus nine against Wisconsin um, so I, t- I told Seth before the show, if, if this doesn't hit, we may never speak about Wisconsin ever again. Um, but I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to fade Graham Mertz once again. Nebraska plus nine coming off a bye. And uh, they're, they're, they've been playing pretty well. I know they're not winning games, but they're playing tight games. They played um, Ohio State pretty close earlier this year. And then once they got to uh, or Oklahoma pretty close earlier this year and once they got to big 10 play they've been not winning games but but hanging in there they they hung in with michigan should have almost almost beat michigan um so they're they're playing well they're improving i know the three and seven record looks scary but i think it's better than i think they're better than their record um and wisconsin i just expect them to come back to earth uh ever since we started fading them um in the in the iowa game they've covered i think five or six games in a row uh, it's playing really well, shooting up the rankings. I think they're up to 14 or 15 now. So this just feels like a, a spot where they, they might finally come back to earth. They have their sights set on the Big Ten Championship, so they this might be a look-ahead spot. They're kind of looking past Nebraska. It's like, hey, this is a 3-7 and seven team. Um, let's not worry about it. We'll, we'll cruise. Uh, so I think this is a spot that's just too many points. I think Nebraska hangs in there. I think it's a t- touchdown game at least. Nebraska can even pull off an upset and uh, – Doing it once again, Jagerbaum, Nebraska plus nine. Yeah, Chuck, I mean, you mentioned everything that I was going to mention. I don't need to talk more about my dislike of Wisconsin and how I think they're not good. You know, I definitely don't think they're the 15th ranked team in the country. But you're right, Nebraska has, I mean, they lost by nine to Ohio State, three to Michigan, three to Michigan State. Like, they keep it close. And even back uh, in out of conference, lost by seven to Oklahoma. Yep. So they're not winning games, but they're keeping it close. Um, so I'm hoping that they keep this one close again and, and cash that plus nine for us. Um, so we're both, I mean, as usual, fade Wisconsin. And there's another team that is commonly, we're commonly fading, commonly betting, commonly talking about, 
And it's the same thing here. If they do us wrong in this game, I don't think we're, we're definitely – I'm done talking about it for the year. But we got number 10 Wake Forest, that unranked Clemson. I know, Chuck, you said you're done betting Clemson, but I am still betting them. Uh, I know I talked about last week that I'm covering against UConn. Um, I didn't end up betting that, but they ended up not covering. Um, and here they're favored by four and a half against the Wake Forest team where their strength is the offense. And Clemson, no matter who they play, whether they have whether they play good defense or a bad defense, still can't seem to put up points. So I really find it hard to believe that Clemson is going to be able to keep up with the Wake Forest offense that just pretty much air raids it down the field. Um, I think this is a bad matchup for Clemson personally, and I just don't understand the plus four or the minus four and a half. I could see it more as a pick so I definitely think there's a lot of value on that Wake plus four and a half. So that's one of my best bets for the weekend, actually. Yeah, agreed. I mean, this is a big, big, big game for, for Wake Forest. They got their sights set on the ACC championship. If I think they clinch the, the Atlantic side of the ACC if they win this game. And, uh, you know, they have their sights set on a, a New Year's Six Bowl. Um, Seth, is, is the Orange Bowl a semifinal this year? Uh, you know, that's a great question. I don't know. Uh, but, but, yeah, so, I mean, they, they got – they got a chance to, to be in the Orange Bowl or, or maybe some New Year's Six. Not other New Year's Six Bowl is the top ACC team um, ranked in the top 10 at the end of the year. So so huge spot for Wake. They know it's going to be a tough, tough game going into Clemson. And I think that's why Clemson's getting the four and a half. I think it's, I think it's twofold. I think it's the home field advantage, um, which is a real thing, and um, the Clemson defense. So, you know. It's also about 11 a.m., though. If it was a night game... Yeah, I think sure. I wouldn't be as sold on it, but an 11 a.m. game. Which I'm also yeah, surprised that it ended up being a uh, a noon kickoff or 11 a.m. your time. Oh, yeah, true, true, 11 a.m. my time. Noon kick, but but yeah, so I'm not a night game, so it's not going to be the cl- crazy Clemson atmosphere, but I forget how many games. Clemson has the longest um, home winning streak of any team in the nation. Um, it's a cur- They're currently holding the record, so... Hard to see them lose at home, but if they it was going to happen, it's going to be it's going to be this this Wake Forest team who's playing really really well, um, especially off, offensively with Sam Hartman um, finally coming into his own after you know veteran quarterbacks. He's been there a while. He's starting to to get his feet on uh, feet under him and starting starting to really play well. And on the other side of the ball, DJ obviously not playing um, up to his high standards. So. Definitely like the pick. I think I like the points. I, I can't say for sure Wake Forest like is going to win. Definitely like the points here. Yeah, I can't say for sure Wake Forest is going to win, but definitely I think I think there's a lot of value in the points. I think that number is definitely too high. Um, speaking of too high a number, uh, I'm going to go next to a, a pretty high number um, in what seems to be the biggest game of the weekend. Um, Michigan State plus 19 against Ohio State. Noon kickoff, college game day in the house, number seven versus number four. Uh, huge game with huge playoff imp- implications. And I just don't know if 19, I think that's just too many points. I just don't understand that line. Well, I, I, I do understand it because Michigan State's secondary is the worst in the nation. And that's, I think, Literally Seth. Literally yes. out of 130. Seth, Seth confirmed, like, like that is not an exaggeration. Like they're actually the worst they give secondary up the most passing yards in the NCA, and they are the seventh best team in the country. 
so that UConn, UConn sucks. <laughs> so that that's honestly kind of crazy, but I'm still gonna take him here. Um, I looked back at at all the college game day games this year, and ten out of the twelve before this week have been less than ten point or ten points or less uh, final spreads. So you know. Game day games tend to be close. It's a it's a big game in a big atmosphere. Ohio State knows they 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 must win this game. Michigan State, if they want a chance to to do some damage in the playoff in the Big Ten championship, they know they have to win this game. They have to go into Columbus and win. So both teams are going to play really hard. I love Mel Tucker as a as a football coach. I know he had a blip against Purdue last. A couple weeks ago, um, but Michigan State, you know, I, I'm still pretty confident in their offense. I think this becomes a, potentially a shootout. Definitely has that shootout potential. So, I I think in a shootout, I think you get getting points is is valuable. I think Michigan State could could run it up enough where they they cover this number. Yeah, and going off that shootout kind of leads me to my bet here. I'm I'm going to be taking the over sixty eight and a half. Um, and, and my opinion, like I, I agree with you, Chuck, but also I, I feel like Ohio State is just going to put up at least 45 points, and I expect Michigan to be able to put up 20. You know, or it, it is going to be a high-scoring game. Whether Michigan State covers or not, I expect this game to be in the 70s um, You know, with the two teams combined. So that's that's my pick for this game. Um, I, don't, I don't hate the Michigan State pick, but I could also, because 19, you, know, you lose by three touchdowns, could get burned. But I think, I think the over here is my, my favorite pick in this game. Yeah, I mean, if you look at two of the last three Michigan State games against Michigan and Purdue, both went over 68 and a half, and that was against Michigan and Purdue and not, not Ohio State, not C.J. Stroud and, and these receivers. So definitely, definitely some value there, um, even looking at maybe kind of getting some more points for Michigan State and lowering that that um over under number kind of a teaser action could yeah. be something worth looking te- into you could do a teaser too like 25 and a half and 61 and a half yeah that i think that's a even money that, that i mean that's pretty close to uh pretty close to a lock i'd say but i'm probably just gonna stick but I, got, I got another teaser for you i don't want to throw too many teasers out there it's worth um but a team that we haven't talked about is undefeated this year. Uh, we got the UTSA Roadrunners hosting UAB. Uh, UTSA favored minus four and a half. I'm going to take that money line in a teaser with BYU um, at Georgia Southern. BYU's favored by 20. I'm going to tease it down to minus 13 and a half. So I'm taking BYU minus 13 and a half, tease of UTSA money line. Uh, should pay um, plus 140, I believe it was. Um, I like UTSA to keep it going. Ten and UAB is a good good team, but I mean, who, who saw this coming? From the UTSA ten and team. I'm I'm more betting this just because I want to see it happen. I want to go. Like, I want to see them go twelve and out. I want to see the Roadrunners go undefeated here. And Georgia Southern has been blown out by a lot of enemies here that are not as good as BYU. I'm not a big BYU fan, um, but I I think they can beat Georgia Southern by. At least two touchdowns. So that's that's my teaser of the week. BYU minus thirteen and a half. UTSA money line. Yes, yeah, I know you cut out a little bit, so we kind of missed some of your explanation. But definitely, definitely love that play um, for for Georgia Southern being as bad as they are, and BYU, you know, a, a, a decent enough team, um, probably deserving of being ranked, and then UTSA to just kind of keep it going, keep it rolling. Um, they got a tough test this week, but 
but hopefully they can they can keep it going and get to an undefeated season. That'd be cool to see. Oh, that'd be that'd be incredible and great for the city of San Antonio. Just really fantastic. Oh, thank you for that for that setup, that lead in. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to a game in the well, it's not being played in the state of Texas, but involving a team from the state of Texas in the Baylor Kansas State game. Uh, Five thirty kick, interesting interesting time slot for this one. Um, I think it's at Kansas State, and Kansas State is favored by one. I've seen it move around a little bit, so I'm just gonna take I'm gonna take Kansas State money line in this one. Um, oh my, okay. So so. The major key key play for me in this one is is Baylor being on the road. That that it is in Kansas State. Um, Baylor's only Big Twelve road win came against Kansas this year. Their two losses, both on the road to Oklahoma State and TCU, uh, they're both pretty close. And uh, Kansas State is no no slouch. Um, really solid, really solid team. I think they're seven and three so far this year. They've won like four in a row. Um, so they're playing good football, and uh, I just think this has the potential to be a letdown spot for Baylor um, coming off that huge win against Oklahoma. I think they got really hyped up for that win, and they they don't really have much to play for uh, with, the, with the two two losses in conference. I guess they still have a, a bit of an outside chance um, if Oklahoma State can kind of – they don't control their own density. I think that's that's the major point I'm trying to make here. So Baylor doesn't have a ton as much to play for. Um, and I just feel like this, this could be a letdown spot for them coming off that, that big win against Oklahoma. They got really hyped up for, and now they're just kind of back going on the road where they haven't had much success this year. And, uh, I'm gonna take Kansas state, just kind of a, I don't know, kind of a, kind of a gut feeling. Hey, the, the road of the big 12 is a dangerous place to play unless you're Kansas and you can just go into Texas and just beat everybody. So <laughs> loved that, love that last week, by the way. Um, but I think that's my, uh, do you have any more college football picks here, or are we moving on to the NFL? No, I'm all tapped out. I'm ready ready to go Sunday. So uh, yeah, you want to do a quick recap? Yeah, a quick recap here. So we got, or for, for my picks, we got the over in the Michigan State-Ohio State game. Um, we have Wake Forest plus four and a half against Purdue. We have Nebraska plus nine against Wisconsin. And we have a two-team teaser with BYU minus 13.5 against Georgia Southern, teased with UTSA Moneyline. Yep, and uh, I got also Nebraska plus 9. That's that's my Jaeger bomb this week. Uh, Michigan State plus 19 and Kansas State Moneyline. All right, let's Love switch. It. it sounds like some wins to me. Hopefully we get another... Another winning Saturday and uh, and another winning Sunday would be nice. So let's let's get to Sunday. What you got? Sunday, Sunday, started off with another teaser, big teaser guy, another plus money teaser here. I'm taking Tennessee minus two and a half, and teased with Green Bay plus four and a half. The Texans have, I think, only, Titans are playing Texans, and the Texans have only lost by ten points or fewer twice this whole year. Like they suck. Like they're really bad, and the Titans are still rolling. I'm teasing it down just in case. Have a little bit of a letdown spot, but I'm very confident the Titans win this game at home, um, without a doubt. Um, and then the Packers are only favored by one at Minnesota. I know that or the the NFC North divisional games can sometimes randomly be close or you know split one and one, and that's why I'm going to tease Green Bay here to plus four and a half just in case lose by a field goal or something. 
But I, I see a lot of value in that teaser there. I think those those are two bets that I would bet outright. Um, so teasing them, I feel like, just allows me to make it even more of a lock. Yeah, I'm definitely interested in that, that Green Bay-Minnesota game. Um, but I definitely like if, if it's Green Bay plus four and a half. I think that's good value. <laughs> Because um, I see this game being pretty close, actually. In Minnesota, they, they tend to play the Packers pretty well. Um, both teams coming off solid wins last week. So interested to see the the outcome of that one and uh, see how the Titans keep rolling. They've they've won like five in a row against all playoff teams. They're, they're on an unbelievable roll right now, even without Derrick Henry. Yes, Saints, Rams, Colts, Chiefs, Bills. It's crazy. Rolling. rolling. Absolutely on fire, so... I don't think they're. I don't think the Texans are going to be able to go into Nashville and stop them. So, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right, so uh, I'm going to get to my first play. Um, I talked about it on the podcast last last week that didn't end up getting recorded, but I am once again going to do it despite that it did not hit last week. I'm going to take the Seahawks again as an underdog. Uh, Seahawks plus two and a half at home against the Cardinals. I think that's that's an important uh, factor and. Uh, this is the third straight week I think I'm going to uh, fade the Cardinals. Didn't hit two weeks ago, but hit last week with the Panthers. Uh, Cardinals are banged up, man. Uh, Colt McCoy has played the last two games. Kyler has an outside chance to play this week. But the Cardinals have a bye next week, so there's a, I think there's a pretty good chance he doesn't end up playing. And uh, DeAndre Hopkins also pretty banged up. Overall, team just not, you know, not banged not healthy, pretty banged up overall, and uh, they're going into that bye week. I think that's like a pretty big factor of this one is that they're they're banged up and they're so ready to get to this bye week that they're kind of overlooking and maybe not mentally preparing as, as much as they should for the Seahawks, and they're just kind of looking ahead to that bye week. And uh, so this feels like another spot where where they could go into Seattle and just not be, not be ready, and, and uh, Russell Wilson, who looked pretty bad coming off his injury last week against the Packers, not getting shut out for the first time, I think, in his career. Uh, this feels like a spot where he's going to bounce back pretty hard. Uh, should be fully healthy at home. Uh, Russell Wilson doesn't tend to lose back-to-back games, especially as, a, as an underdog at home. Um, I see this as a, as a pretty good opportunity for the Seahawks to, to get back on track. They're still not really out of it. If you look at the bottom of the NFC, I think the Panthers or the Falcons have that spot right now, and they're like four and five or five and four or whatever. So even though the Seahawks are three and six and you kind of think Russ is done, the Seahawks are done, Pete Carroll should be fired, which I actually do think Pete Carroll should be fired, but I won't get into that. But I think the Seahawks are still alive. I think they're looking at the bottom of the NFC and say, hey, we can string together some wins. If we can win some of these conference games that are going to be pretty tough, uh, we, we still have a shot to to make the playoffs. So I don't think the Seahawks have given up yet. I think if they lose this game, then they're out of it. So I think this is like almost a must to win for Seattle. So at home, getting a couple points. Um, I even, I like the money line because I think they're going to win. So I think that's a good value play right there. Um, you get plus money. So I'll take the Seahawks money line against the Cardinals. Yeah, you're a big Russ guy. You love Russ. And you know, I know I know you love him when he, after he loses a game, as you say he doesn't lose twice in a row. I'm gonna go with another quarterback, quarterback that I personally love. And talk about this this game this bet is just purely because it's it's going to happen. Not statistical, it's just it's how it happens. We got the Panthers against the Washington football team. Cam Newton, anytime touchdown score, lock it in. 
that is my lock of the week. I was high on it last year on the Patriots. Whenever they get to the goal line, they call Cam's number, runs it in. He had two touchdowns last week and played like a total of 10 plays. They're getting this man the ball near the end zone. They're giving it to Cam. Cam's going to get in there. Cam Newton, anytime touchdown score, lock it in. Lock of the weekend right there. Absolutely love it. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you brought it up. He, he didn't even start last week and he had two touchdowns. So I think... It was kind of a surprising signing when I think it came out. I think nobody really saw it coming, and they were like, oh, all right, Cam's back. Um, and I think the Panthers did it because they needed they needed a spark on offense. With Christian McCaffrey being banged up, he's he's back now, which is great. But they needed a spark. They, they're really, really good defensively. Um, but between Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker, they're just two game managers that were throwing too many interceptions. They needed a spark, so they brought in Cam for exactly what he does, brings sparks brings goal line um, efficiency and running the ball. Um, so I really like this play. I could see him scoring even more than one, um, honestly. So really love this play. I think I think he's going to play well against Washington. I think he's he's starting, getting the full-time job. Um, with, he he's, is. He's big, a he's, big starter. He's practicing with the first team. So that, that's fun to see. Going against Ron Rivera. Uh, so that'll be an interesting matchup. But, the, you know, and we, we've talked about the Washington defense a few times on the podcast, they're still really not um, as as dominant as we expected them to be at the beginning of the season. So good play there. Um, love to see Cam back. Another surprising starter that, that I saw got announced this week was Joe Flacco. Um, Joe Flacco is starting for the New York football Jets uh, on Saturday against the Dolphins. So I didn't know how to react to that news. I don't, I don't know why they're doing it. Um, but I'm just going to blindly just take the Dolphins. Uh, the, the line's at three and a half right now, but I, I would rather tease that down to, to two and a half um, and kind of eliminate the hook. So you're not going to get as good a value, but I like the Dolphins here. Um, I know they, they had a big win last week, so this could be a letdown spot, but I don't know if it's a letdown spot against the Jets and Joe Flacco especially. Um, Dolphins' defense looked really good. They seemed, they were the first team to like really ever truly shut down Lamar Jackson. Uh, so that was really interesting to see. They were blitzing a lot, and that was Robert Sala's um, reason for starting Joe Flacco in this game, but I still don't think that that gives them any sort of ammunition to score any points um, in this game. And and Tua's coming back. Tua, Tua looked pretty good last week against Baltimore. I think he's finally fully healthy, which is good to see, and the Jets defense can't seem to really stop anybody. They're getting scored on a ton. So healthy Tua against Joe Flacco. I'm going to take it all day. Um, tease it down, minus two and a half. I got the Dolphins. I, I applaud you for, for betting that game. I am, I am going to stay far away from that one. Fair. Um, just just because it, it scares me. It, but I like the logic. I, mean, I definitely don't like the Jets. And if I had to bet someone, I like I like that Dolphins bet. Um, so I'm, I'm going to move to my, my last play of the weekend. Uh, it's really during the week, next week. We got Monday Night Football, Bucks Giants, Tampa Bay favored by eleven. Too many points. Too many, as as Book It with Trent says. Too many points in a prime time game. I'm taking the Giants plus eleven. If you remember last year, there was a prime time game, Bucks Giants at New York. Giants came a two point conversion away from winning that game. Um, I just see this as a tight game. I know I we talked about how. A lot of Monday night games have been close, have been one-possession games, a lot of going into overtime. 
I just don't think it's a blowout here. I mean, Tampa Bay um, coming off kind of a uh, kind of a bad performance, I guess, against Washington. I mean, they're back-to-back losses here uh, against the Saints and then Washington. I don't think they lose this game, but I think the Giants keep it close. I think the Giants definitely keep it under 10 points, if not a single score. So I'm taking the Giants plus 11. It's my last bet. Yeah, I don't hate that. I would love it more if, if the, the Bucks were on the road because the, the Bucks really, like, cannot seem to win or cover on the road. I, we saw that last week going into Washington, which was shocking. Um, so I think they'll get up for this game, but that still seems like a lot of points, um, especially Daniel Jones. I think the Giants are finally starting to get healthy. They've been pretty banged up with Saquon and their receivers. Um, but Daniel Jones might be able to run a little bit on – the Buccaneers in that front seven, I, I could see him scrambling around a good bit um, and uh, just kind of hanging in there, keeping it close. Uh, and, and like you said, I, I love this mostly for how close Monday Night Football games have been mostly this year. I, I know we talked about kind of a similar logic with, with the game day game earlier with Michigan State. So like those primetime games to stay, stay a little close. I'm going to wrap it up with one final play. Again, you know, I, t- I touched the Dolphins, and I'm, I'm doing something else that I don't usually love to do because I didn't love a lot of the games this week. But I'm going to take a, a favorite money line parlay with the 49ers and the Ravens. Uh, 49ers on the road against Jacksonville, uh, coming off a big win against the Rams on Monday Night Football. So I think I think the, um, the 49ers are starting to figure it out, especially in offense. Um, Jimmy G's been playing well. They're running the ball really well with Elijah Mitchell. I know our boy Debo Samuel went off on Monday Night Football. So I know it's a short week. I know they're on the road, but you know I, I haven't seen much from Jacksonville. I think they got their one shocking win against Buffalo. I think that they got that out of their system. Um, and this is another spot where I, I don't see the 49ers really losing this game. They're favored by six and a half. But if you parlay them with the Ravens, you get plus money. So I'm going to parlay the 49ers money line with the Ravens money line. Um, I talked about the Ravens-Dolphins game um, in the earlier segment because I picked in the Dolphins. But I like the Ravens to have a big bounce-back game this week. I really think they uh, they bounce back hard. Uh, playing the Bears, and I like I like the Bears. That's my team. Um, Justin Fields is starting to play really well. But I think this is a huge bounce-back spot. The Ravens got embarrassed on Monday Night Football, or Thursday Night Football last week against the Dolphins. Um I think John Harbaugh gets his team together and says, "Hey, what was that? We're let's let's get up for this one." Um, so I think this is a tough spot for the for the Bears to do much. I think the Ravens dominate this game. I think Lamar runs, throws, gets back playing really well again, um, playing like that MVP MVP candidate that he was earlier this year. So I like the 49ers and I like the Ravens to both win. Parlay those, get plus money, and uh, easy money right there. I like that. Sounds that sounds like a good way to end it right there. Well, we love a good money line parlay. Yeah, it's not something I usually love doing because like you never know. There, there's always those crazy upsets. Like I would have had the Bills, Jags. I would have had that as a money line if you just money line a bunch yeah. of favorites. But if you money line some shorter favorites, uh, you know that might be better. Yeah, but I think that's that's all we got here. Um, for how the props this week. It's good to be back, Chuck. Long two-week hiatus. Um, we do have Hop the Hoops out as well. Um, Weber State is taking on UMass right now. That was one of our one of our picks. Um, so hopefully that'll 
that'll hit for us. And uh, I'll be watching the Dons play uh, the Wolfpack tonight. I'm excited. Love the Hop the Hoops plug, yeah. So if you're a football guy, this is your spot. If you're a basketball guy, Hop the Hoops is your spot. If you just love betting sports, listen to both, and we're, we'll be here for you to make some money. They're all your spots. Every spot exactly. is your spot. Every, every spot is hit with either Hop the Props or Hop the Hoops. All right, Hopper Nation, it's good to be back. Hope you make some money, and we will keep feeding content, so keep your eyes and ears peeled on the Instagram and the talk. Next week, we'll be sure to do it before Thanksgiving so we can get the Thanksgiving games, too. So look for that either Tuesday or Wednesday next week. Yeah. So, but that's all we got for this week, Hoppers. We will catch you later. Bye.